What's up, bitch? <laughs> Welcome to the ninth episode of Reality Chick, which is kind of crazy. That means I've been doing this for, uh, let's say, eight weeks. I think I might have missed one, but I posted the first two together, so maybe that makes it nine. I don't know. I don't know. But today we have a great, great topic, and I think so many of us are going to relate to this. You guys really liked the last episode, which I'm so thankful for (laughs) because I really liked the last one. I thought that I, I don't know. I think I was like pretty passionate about what I started talking about, and you guys really liked it, so I've got another hot take for today. Um, let's get into it. So he said his ex-girlfriend is crazy, and you believed him? Shame on you. Have you ever been on a date with a guy or around your guy friends or brothers and heard them say that their ex-girlfriend was crazy or psycho or maybe even worse. You know, I'm sure we all have heard guys talk badly about their exes and it honestly really upsets and bothers me because first of all, it doesn't have to be like that. I feel like every time I bring up my ex, it's actually me saying something positive about him. Like, even though I probably have every right to say horrible things and talk badly about him, 10 times out of 10, I will literally be bringing up just good things, though, like that I appreciated that he did. So why do I feel like men always have negative things to say about their exes? For one thing, I think... They might do it sometimes because they think that that's what you want to hear. Like you're meeting a new guy and he has an ex and maybe he talks shit about her to make you think and believe that there is no chance in hell he would ever get back together with her and that you had nothing to worry about. Like maybe it's that kind of tactic. But I mean, I feel like maybe that could be part of it. I'm not really sure what goes on inside guys' brains, but doing them doing that actually ends up doing the exact opposite if that's their intention because we all know or maybe we don't all know but i'm gonna tell you (laughs) that behind every crazy ex-girlfriend there is nine times out of ten a dude that just treated her like shit couldn't communicate didn't trust her she didn't trust him there was no respect no boundaries manipulation, and I hear crazy ex-girlfriend and I think, okay, so what did you do to make her crazy? And I think that's valid. I feel like there's always a reason behind why a girl would go crazy. Like in my last relationship, I probably started going a little crazy because when you're in a state of constant manipulation, mind games, and gaslighting, it starts to sort of get to you. Now, I don't know if my ex calls me crazy, but there was a girl before me that he did call crazy, and I believed him. 
And, you know, it's always those crazy exes that, you know, he definitely still has feelings for and is just saying she's crazy to try to convince himself and you that it's completely over. But deep down, he misses her, probably. I mean, I found out later on that he had texted her behind my back without telling me. And that's a whole nother story for a whole nother episode. But yeah, that actually happened to me twice. One time, one time was probably worse than the other. I think when my, when one of my exes did it, it was like harmless or like he claimed it was harmless. He was just, um, he didn't want to tell me that he responded to her because he like responded telling her off and didn't want to like worry me that he responded in another type of way. But there was this one other time Oh, God. (laughs) There is this one other time that I was in high school and I dated this guy and all he could talk about was how psycho his ex was. He treated me like a literal queen, like brought me flowers, my favorite food and like my favorite candy when he asked me to be his girlfriend and like all that stuff. He wanted to meet my parents and have them know like that who you were hanging out with like all that stuff which you know I appreciated but after just a few weeks I ended up breaking up with him because he was getting too clingy and I just hated that and I come to find out a couple of weeks later that he had gotten back together with his ex like what I could not believe it like I'm not kidding. Like, all he talked about was how psycho his ex was, giving me stories of, like, all these insane stories that I'm like, wow, she really is crazy. But I I don't know why I couldn't believe it. Like, I really should have seen that coming. All I know is that... It's so unfair to talk so badly about your ex. Like, it's honestly disrespectful and immature, in my opinion. Like, if you can't speak positively about the people that you've been in relationships with, maybe you're just the problem. Or maybe you just shouldn't be dating people. Like, I think maybe deep down when a guy has an ex he calls crazy, maybe he knows a little bit that he had something to do with it. Like, maybe it's one of those things where they're like, okay, I know she's acting crazy because I lied to her before, or I know she's acting crazy because I've cheated on her in the past. So maybe they feel like a little guilty and that's why they'll go back to it. Or maybe guys just have a thing for crazy girls. Like, I I really don't know. I think some guys genuinely just enjoy having to put up with a crazy girl. That's what it seems like sometimes. But that kind of brings me to what I want to talk about next is why do people get back together with their exes? And I'm talking about those couples, especially that are constantly on and off and like taking breaks from each other and will break up and then and talk shit about each other to their friends. And then the next week they're back holding hands. And like as a friend, you're kind of like, wait weren't you just saying how terrible he was and now you guys are 
like making out in the corner. Uh, I'm confused. And we've, we all know one of these relationships. We've all seen it. I remember there was a couple in high school that literally all throughout high school, but not starting in freshman year of high school, starting in like sixth grade (laughs) until the end of high school, or maybe even until their freshman year of college was like dating, not dating, dating, not dating, not dating, not dating. And to be honest, the girl did seem kind of crazy. I'm not going to lie. But then that goes to show maybe he was, maybe there was something behind the scenes that we didn't know about him, which is perhaps the case. I don't know. But I think there are a few reasons why it's so hard to stop going back to your ex. Because I know it is difficult. Like you were once so comfortable around this person for so long. And even though you probably shouldn't be together, something draws you back to them because they know you so well and and they know what to say to make you feel better, or you know that they'll come over and have really good sex with you because you know each other's bodies so well and all that. So like, yes, it's hard to separate from that. Even when you know it's bad for you and you know it's a bad idea, like you have a gut feeling and you're like, I shouldn't be doing this as you press send on the text. (laughs) Like there's a part of you that just misses being so close to someone and you don't feel like starting that process of like dating all over again. So you just go back to what feels normal and comfortable and safe to you. Like that's, but that's what's so frustrating about dating after a breakup is you're back at square one. Like it's, you just spent months, maybe even years of your life developing this one relationship slowly letting out little things about yourself that no one else knows and telling them about your family and your childhood and your and secrets that you might have and interests that you have that nobody else knows about and then you break up and there's just this person floating around on the same planet as you, that knows every little detail about you, has seen every inch of you, has, you know, done everything with you, and then suddenly they're a stranger, and you have to go do that with someone else. And then you're on a date with a new person, and now you're sitting across from a total stranger. And it's like all the work and effort and time and money that you just spent on your last relationship is all just gone. And suddenly the person and people that you're trying to talk to know nothing about you and don't care about you yet. And you have to like work for it again. You have to prove yourself to someone again when you've already done all that. Like you've already been through all that and it just seems like, stupid now to try and do it all over again like all all the time it took you to get to the point in your relationship with someone else and now you have to start from zero and it's seriously so frustrating 
And then your next relationship after getting out of a long-term relationship, I feel like you kind of expedite it or you really want to expedite it and move so quickly because you want to just pick this one up if you could right back where you left off with the last person. So like, you know what I'm saying? You want to just find someone else because the other person wasn't right, but you kind of want to just jump back to the phase that you were just in sometimes. I don't know, maybe not. Maybe you do want to start like completely over because you were in a bad place with the last person, but I still feel like that is a little bit of a lingering thought. But sadly, sadly, it doesn't work like that. I mean, the good news is though, the beginning of a relationship can be and is the most exciting part. Like it's fun to tell people things about yourself for the first time. And it's fun to learn from a new person. So I don't necessarily think starting over should be so scary. And I don't think that you should view your last relationship as a waste of time. Like we learn so much from having different relationships. And yes, it can be frustrating to start from zero, but you have to think of it as like, a clean slate and now you have all the information of what you are looking for now and what you want in a relationship now you can go into like your following dates and following relationships with a more developed mindset as to what's a red flag to you what are you going to put up with in this relationship that you decided you weren't going to put up with in the last one or vice versa. Like now you kind of have the chance to find someone better for you and just start at a clean slate. Like anything that happened in previous relationships, now you have all of that knowledge and self-growth that you can apply and make your next relationship even better. And yay, like another honeymoon stage, which that's a whole nother topic, but why does the honeymoon stage have to end? Why? Why? Like, seriously. Oh my God. I Maybe I need to talk about this for a second. I hate how guys get into relationships and after a couple of months just give up like all right i've had you i won the battle i got the girl i wanted i took her on a couple of dates and got her flowers on our first date and she said yes to being my girlfriend and then we spent a couple of really fun months together and I did a lot of nice things for her. And then you just settle down and you become so comfortable and feel like you don't have to work for it anymore. Like you absolutely have to keep working for it. Like relationships take work and it should be work that you want to do. Like I'm not talking about dragging your heels and 
being so annoyed that you have to go out of your way to do something for your significant other. It should be like, I'm going to put this work in because I want to make it work and I want to put in the work and my partner deserves the most and it deserves me to put in all this work. And that's how it should be. It shouldn't be you get you get a couple years into the relationship and just think that you can stop holding your end of the relationship. Or worse yet, like a year into the relationship and you've already feel like you don't have to do anything else. Like you should still look at your girlfriend or boyfriend the same way that you did in the honeymoon phase for ever, hopefully, <laughs> maybe not forever, but definitely shouldn't be fading at the six month mark. Definitely shouldn't be fading at the year mark. Like he should still be giving you compliments every time you walk through the door and doing the little things for you and taking you out to dinner once a week and or it doesn't even have to be anything fancy just like making an effort and going out of his way to show that he still values you and respects you and appreciates you that type of stuff should not go away after a couple of weeks that type of stuff is what keeps relationships going and i'm not saying girls like like girls have to keep it up too girls can't just give up either but i will say like typically maybe stereotypically or traditionally maybe we're past this view but i'm not i think like it's up to the guys sometimes to hold a little more weight but it should be always a hundred percent a hundred percent like it's not a 50 50 thing i think both people can't give up after that initial spark fades because it does like that spark and the fireworks between you like it does fade but there are things that you can do to ensure that like it doesn't just because the spark fades doesn't mean you don't still love each other or care about each other. And sometimes you have to go out of your way and do things to show the other person that you still love and care about them and appreciate them. And I think that's something that I've definitely had to learn and definitely witnessed like different relationships my own and like friends and friends of friends i see how different boyfriends treat their different girlfriends and i know no relationship is no one i mean no two relationships are the same i get that but like that the effort can't just go away and the honeymoon phase is great. And I think that you should try to make the honeymoon phase last longer than just five or six months. Like, 
or three months. I don't know. How long is a typical honeymoon phase? Maybe it is only like the first three months. But I do think, I know I've gone on a complete tangent here, but anyway, back on track. I get that it's hard to not go back to your ex, no matter how terribly they've treated you. You could have been in the most toxic relationship ever, and for some reason, there's still a part of you that is drawn back to it. But ladies, I'm here to tell you today and encourage you, don't do it. Don't call him. Don't text him. You broke up for a reason, and I know sometimes we forget those reasons, but they were there. They were there. Think of the times you felt like a knot in your stomach or he made you anxious or he made you feel bad about yourself or he didn't show you respect or the times he made you cry or the time he lied to you or the times that he didn't open the door for you or didn't surprise you or wasn't thoughtful, didn't bring you flowers, didn't do all the things that a guy should do to show his appreciation for you. That should be the bare minimum and you shouldn't put up with any less. Think of all those things. You're you're not with him for a reason and he is your ex for a reason. It takes absorbent, 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 absorbent <laughs> amounts of self-control to put the phone down and not click send, but please, I am begging you, you will be so relieved when you finally let that go and the weight will be lifted off your shoulders and you need to date yourself. Girl, go take yourself on dates. Just remove yourself from needing to hop from person to person remove yourself from feeling like when you get home late at night you need to call someone you are missing that little piece of comfort and you think you'll just send that text even though you know you shouldn't hold back have some goddamn self-control it is hard but there will be someone that treats you right. You just have to put in the work for yourself to attract that kind of person. And you just remember that you determine how others treat you by how you treat yourself. If you continue to allow bad poor behavior from someone, specifically a significant other, they, you're telling them that it's okay to treat you like that. And you're sending the message that that's okay to you. You don't need anything more. You didn't want, you didn't want to go to dinner anyway because you didn't say anything about it. Or you didn't want him to surprise you for your birthday because you didn't say anything about it and like you need to hold yourself to a higher standard and 
once you start expecting that and you start expecting people to do the bare minimum for you and go above and beyond and you go above and beyond for yourself and treat yourself with respect and stand up to people that give treat you any less though the the right people will fall into line at the right time and on that note i love you all very much and i hope you have an amazing day and i hope you took something away from this episode so i hope i stopped one of your fingers from pressing send and yeah i just i love you and i'll talk to you next week bye